Hello there, and welcome to the WordPrints Movie Talk, Episode 3, or so I think. I'm not sure, because Jed and I have also recorded an unreleased episode of Movie Talk, so I've officially lost count. Uh, I'm your host, Christian, and uh, with me today is my friend John, who you may remember from uh, the Evangelion podcast. John, say hi. Hello. And uh, my really super good friend, Ethan, who has not been on one of these yet, so he's going to be sharing his opinion. Uh, Ethan, say hi. Hello. I'm not a super good friend. <laughs> You're both super great friends. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, which is the, uh, the theme of today's episode, because today we're going to be talking about uh, Star Wars uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yes. Yeah, it took me a second there, because I'm like, acronyms. Um, it's called number nine. Yeah, episode number nine um, of this, uh, the last of the Skywalker trilogy, as far as we know, but to be honest, I think Disney has a plan of... Has plans of releasing another trilogy at some point, not tied to this original Star Wars. So it's not the end of Star Wars by any means. Um, so one of the interesting things about this series of podcasts, because this is the first uh, that we'll start talking about Star Wars, but it's going to be a couple episodes, is um, we're going to be focusing predominantly on this on this movie here. But in uh, a upcoming episode, we're going to be talking about the ending of The Mandalorian, which is also... Uh, out right now and ending for Disney as well. Well, ending for now, but season two very much already greenlit and will be happening uh, next year. Uh, and then kind of just doing a comparing and contrast and just talking about Star Wars to end 2019, basically. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen the uh, Rise of Skywalker or any any of the Star Wars related materials, these next few podcast episodes are very much going to spoil all that, so you've been warned. All right, and on that note, guys, what were your thoughts on this last Skywalker saga you, you movie. Go first? No way, no. you go first. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> caution linear. Okay, fine, I'll dump, jump in. Um, I had very mixed feelings about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'll preface this by saying I liked the last two films enough. I wasn't super impressed. I, I guess I, I tend to pay a lot more attention to the plotting and characterization and such, and I wasn't super impressed with Episode 7, because I felt like it was retreading too much territory, which I kind of gave it a pass, because it needed to prove itself. So, it's like playing it safe. Mm-hmm. I liked Last Jedi more, even though there were definitely parts of it, in retrospect, that I didn't care for. And those parts barely came up in episode 9. So I wasn't too... Um, that wasn't too disappointing. But I felt like episode 9, I finally really caught on to J.J. Abrams' directing style. And to me, it's too fast, with too many action scenes, <laughs> without giving enough weight to everything. And this really has been present throughout the trilogy. It's, it, just, it just finally hit me now. This is just what he does. This is what he did with Star Trek. And his Star Wars is like this, too. They need to be able to slow down at points to only have action scenes when it's important and means something. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I really liked most of everything that had to do with Rey and Kylo Ren. Okay, I'll agree with you on that. I thought that they were developed pretty well in this film. Their interactions, this, the, the stuff that has been building up between them really came across well. Um, 
but so much of the rest of the plot was a bunch of action scenes and forced convoluted things to complicate stuff that didn't need to be there. What The dagger didn't need to be there. So, alright. I'm gonna give my two cents, and just because to go with John's piece. Um, I, I'm a huge JJ fan, but I'll agree that the, uh, there's a lot thrown into this movie. I feel I feel like a big problem with his sci-fi adaptations with both Star Trek and this is there, there's such a big fan base and you want to hit all the right marks to fit in everything while still being an action fast-paced film and it just for anyone who likes the sci-fi element it's just there's no slowing down and for, for this one it's a little i give it a little bit of a pass in that sense only because mm. they had a lot to cover and reboot after the ending of the second movie you kind of had to like re-establish a villain again because you know snoke was dead and just fit in all these things to kind of wrap up this story and it just felt messy um I, while i did leave uh you, you, the theater enjoying it i just mm. it just felt like they have to hit too many check marks on the list for in my opinion eh, that's probably true but but again you guys were spoiler warned uh palpatine really didn't need to be in this movie he even didn't. though i ended up enjoying his presence in the movie <laughs> i you know it's funny is a lot of people i know have said the same thing i think the big reason is because they killed the snoke thing and from what from I was happy about. It. I like that part of this. The I know, but the, because of that, there just wasn't a villain, so they kind of just brought Palpatine back, and then they I thought, them, they implied Snoke being potentially a Palpatine clone, right? Uh, well, I I don't know if they meant he was a clone or if Palpatine just grew him and then trained him and whatever, and he was just supposed to be a stand-in, you know, to uh, um, uh, uh, divert attention. Yeah. Um. But um, I thought that if they just had a story about Rey and Kylo, and he was the villain, and it could be a redemption story or not, whatever, they, they didn't need to bring Palpatine back. He did that enough in the books. I, <laughs> I mean, he does he does it a lot in, yeah, in the um, expanded universe. It, 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 in a way that you, I mean, it, it really is going to, I think the opinions on Palpatine's presence in the movie are very much going to vary person by person. Uh, someone, some people are probably going to see him as completely unnecessary. Um, I initially felt like, why is he here? And then I, it kind of grew on me, and I was kind of happy with the death scene. Because it, it was his own inability to hold back that caused... Um, him to get so scarred up in the first place. Yeah. So letting him murder himself was like <laughs> it, it was pretty great. satisfying because yeah. he just he just learned his lesson, and also it meant that that line of Sith just ends, and that made me happy because she didn't she didn't kill him. She he, he, killed, he himself. killed himself. That's that was poetic. It's just where did these Sith come from to begin with? I don't know. Palpatine's just been hiding this whole time, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I'm those... okay. I'm actually, I'm kind of okay with not getting a lot of backstory on that because, and this is going to, ugh, I, I generally don't like most of what was in the prequels, but if you take, if you take from that, the fact that he had all this knowledge, this force knowledge that had been passed down from other Sith, that was, he was implied to have all of this training and learning and whatever, then of course he could have another hidden fortress and and like a cult and whatever that's hidden away on this other planet. But the thing is, is that cult there was a lot of people in robes there. To say that the Sith are completely gone, I think that that's well. There's the problem. I don't think any of those people were force sensitive. They're just servants and maybe and I don't know. 
because it's also on a Sith planet, so you'd think. I mean, that either that somebody... or they were ghosts and holograms. I don't know. <laughs> That's also a possibility too. I my, my only question is, um, how did he come back? Because he vaporized, so either he had someone grow him a new body in preparation. Oh, we don't. Or he managed to teleport. Didn't he just fall down the shaft in the Death Star? And then he like vaporized into weird blue light. <laughs> well, we saw weird blue light, but there wasn't a guarantee he was vaporized. Well, we maybe just that saw was him teleportation. Fall. I don't know. Like. <laughs> It it just they didn't need or they didn't they, they needed didn't really a big need bad that. though because it's Star Wars you need a big bad um, and it could have been Kylo Ren it could have been but they chose not to go there uh, they wanted the redemption route I guess and then but he, even if he was the quote big bad he could have had a redemption route the strength the real strength of this movie to me lies in the relationship between the two main protagonists yeah I, um well before we move on Ethan what were your thoughts because you it's quite so funny. um. I like the movie, but then, you know, I'm easily satisfied as long as there are lightsabers. I'm probably, like, <laughs> in, enjoying it. Um, yeah, yeah. I think the last, like, I guess three movies, um, I liked... So, like, my interest with Star Wars is mostly about Jedi and, like, Force powders and powers and shit, so... Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the last three movies was very satisfying. Question, how did you feel about Force Heal? That's been something that's been in the yeah. games for a long time that they finally incorporated into the... In the books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I, I enjoyed that, because I feel like... Um, I mean, I'm not like great at remembering like the older movies. Um, but, like, a lot of times we just look at the Force powers, it's like, oh, like, you can, like kind of have like premonitions or you just have like really like overpowered like moves right? mm-hmm. it's just for fighting yeah like, well, i like the idea that there's force healing it's this course kind of way of being in tune with the universe yeah. so that you can see or sense things happening around you and they i guess they've expanded it to be more and more and more mystical as it went on yeah um, but now you can manipulate elements of the universe, like create lightning that can take down. Uh, well, we say, okay, we, we say we say now. Technically, that lightning's been around. Since well, how about Luke six. being able to raise the X-wing Actually, as a okay, Force ghost? That was okay. They kind now, of, now they can okay, break a, physics. A, well, I mean, they a, always a, can break they, physics. They kind of set that up with Yoda in the previous film. But I thought I didn't like the idea of the ghost just popping in and doing stuff. And I, I thought it cheapened that scene a little to have Luke's ghost raise the X-Wing when it would have been better to have Rey, as she was coming to terms with things in that scene, go and raise it herself. Do we have enough runtime to get Rey to raise it herself? <laughs> I think that's the she thing. She could have just run over and lifted it up. That, yeah, but they, it's still... Every, it, I mean... Uh, this movie was ridiculously fast-paced. Can we all agree on that? Yes. They were they were rushing through a lot of things. Because they were like, here's some backstory, here's yeah. a new villain, let's fit all this in, and then let's do a character. There was a lot they didn't need to fit in, that's yeah. my problem. And I was like, here's two, three new characters? Was it three new characters? I'm just like, okay. There's a dagger with writing on it, but we need to have them struggle to get the writing translated because their droid won't do it. So qu- and then the dagger has a map on it yeah, that we just find. And yeah. also, it takes, them to, it takes them to the Death Star. There's a secret chamber in the old Death Star that's wrecked on this planet. That makes no sense. Yeah. Because, like, all the Sith are... I mean, okay, fine. I'm a big fan of Knights of the Old Republic and the um, Expanded Universe. Sith artifacts are meant to be ancient. Why is there a new Sith dagger with data on the fucking Death Star? Because you can make it. So I'm assuming Palpatine... Why? Why Why would Palpatine do that? He's a Sith. He's leaving behind artifacts. (laughs) I just feel like it's convenient to have Palpatine do evil, malicious things for the sake of developing a bad guy for the plot. It's just... They've done it too many times. There was a lot that was convenient here. Yeah. 
my, my question is, you know, even if Palpatine is making, like, these, I don't know, like, artifacts, like, why are he making them and leaving them behind in places? Like, is he... I guess he's asking to be found, right? Is right. he trying to establish new Sith? Well, he did want Rey to go. But he said that he wanted her for her body because he wants to put his soul into her, yeah, I guess? Yeah, she's still had to end up there. So, like, someone yeah. had to, like, leave I a trail map. I want you for your body. <laughs> <laughs> and then he used the, uh... Hey, prostrate yourself! <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, he, um, he used uh, that... It's like a force ability in uh, Knights of the Old Republic where he sucks the souls out of... Uh, yeah, like the life force out of you. Yeah, the oh, life force out of, um, out of... I wasn't Kylo sure that had a... I wasn't sure that had a precedent. If, if there's a force power, I feel like I feel like the video games have done it at this point. But yeah, it's, it's a very big thing in the in the Knights of the Republic games. But in this movie, he kind of just used it to heal. And himself. he's the only one who remembers because he's the only one left from that time. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's another question too. Like, really? how how old is he? He's so old. He's very old. But so was Yoda. So I guess we can kind of forgive him in that sense. Um, I was gonna say. Uh, how was Rey so powerful? Like, know all these things? Like, did Leia know all these things as well? I guess she would have to because she survived in space. Well, my I, I never I never found that unbelievable. I don't know why yeah, that was a big deal to so many people. It. It's like we knew from episode six, like this was ancient established knowledge that she's a force sensitive who just lacks training, and there's no reason mm-hmm. to think that Luke wouldn't give her some level of training in the period between six and seven. It was that was never a big deal to me. The apparently. She can, you know, there was air around her in the ship. She can bring the air with her. Okay. It's not. It's not that hard to be able to think. (laughs) It's not that it's. It's it's not that it's hard to be able to think. It's just that it takes you so out of the scene because there's been no signs of her force abilities to be that level until that moment. I I, again, I I never had a problem with it. Apparently, Luke gave her a lot more training than I realized, which is fine. I thought she would be busy with like diplomacy, but I guess she had time. Well, that also Um, just begs the question: diplomacy as a force wielder, how does that work? But I mean, maybe that's what too much. How does that work? Because you, you have the force. How about you not, have mind control? You you <laughs> you sometimes use it, right? You exercise <laughs> discretion. <laughs> but she never became a full Jedi, so technically, there's nothing to keep her what from makes you exercise. Full Jedi. Like only sticking, I guess, the light side of the force and not being tempted by the dark side. I don't know. Something about all tempted politics by the dark side and diplomacy as a Jedi just doesn't sound right to me. Especially because we tried that in the original. Clone Wars and that very much right, failed. Yeah. So I mean, there's only one of her. I don't think she's going to be doing much diplomacy. <laughs> but she was. She was the leader of the rebellion. I don't know. There's well, a lot of point, things that just don't tie. At together. that point, there wasn't much diplomacy going yeah, on anymore. Know, She's, she, she, she took on the general role again. It's the lead armies. Actually, now that I think about it, wouldn't that have been? Wouldn't that have been more? I, I guess uh, dark side. You see what I'm saying? No, like, no, it just no, doesn't, no. We can no. die together. What I'm saying is. And they, they they couldn't do this because Carrie Fisher died, I guess, and they wouldn't have had the ability to do more scenes with her, but I just realized her strength would have been in trying to gather all those other nations to assist. Right. Ideally. Yeah. I don't know. There, there's too much there's too much Star Wars universe. It's yeah, weird. It a lot. <laughs> I thought I thought race training was okay. I mean, I think the other movies kind of established that she had a lot of force power, mm. just lack of control. This actually helped justify the fact that she was as like she was able to exercise. <laughs> she was able to exercise as much power as she did back in Episode Seven without training. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh well, she's just she just has that much power and is that yeah. sensitive to it because she's... and it was only starting to realize it then. Now she's had more of the training and discipline. Do you think it's okay? Do you think it's justified? Also, because she's Palpatine's uh, granddaughter, she has that bloodline. 
I mean, I don't know. If it, so this is just a random thought, and that it conflicts has, like yeah. background, like you know, it kind of conflicts like, with uh, the message of episode eight too. Oh yeah, exactly. Like I kind of looked at. So in the beginning, when I first watched, I guess the first one that came out, the mm-hmm. I was, I, I don't, yeah, I guess the seven. Um, I thought, man, like suddenly everyone's really OP. Like yeah, they're like throwing like you know ships around and stuff, and like you know in the old movies, yeah. Like, Luke had a problem raising like his old X-wing, X-wing out of the swamp or whatever, and then like you, if you look at like the like other like Jedi, like you know, I mean they were strong, but they largely focused their force powers on like kind of they're not lifting starships, right? And then I had the thought, well, like as like the movies like kind of progressed and developed Ray in, I guess Kylo or Ben mm-hmm. or whatever, um, that they're both that strong because they're the only ones left channel. Oh. on that level that makes sense like because they have that weird bond and like they're like the one of each left i guess like plus the bloodline yeah it's... plus they have the bloodline and i guess that just strengthens their connection and so that they can just throw around that much force power yeah um yeah so then after a while i'm like okay you know i mean we're only seeing like two force wielders in this entire movie so like like fine, they can they can channel all of it because no one else is tapping. <laughs> well, it's not entirely true. There were other force sensitive people, but like, they didn't yeah. they didn't they're but they're untrained. Right. They're un they're mostly unaware. Right. Um, if we're going with the bloodlines thing, I can't wait till Finn finds out he's actually the grandson of uh, Mace Windu. <laughs> that'd be great that's the only way to explain that apparently because yeah. everyone's blood yeah again. everyone's got kids surprise kids yeah, and i thought they were training these guys not to have kids or does anakin's love story not matter anymore anyway i mean also like i guess the extended universe or whatever had all sorts of stories of just like you know maybe jedi never following that rule Palpatine <laughs> figure he should do it as an assurance i guess i mean uh, this is something that bothers me: is the clone saga, right? We introduced these clones, the uh, ma- uh, Mandal- cloned Mandalorians, in in the episode two, right? It's okay, and they all died. They all, yes, they all <laughs> suddenly died. Well, they do that. Explain <laughs> that in, they explain that in the expanded universe, but I don't know if they're keeping that. Um, oh, I figured they just ran out of funding. No, what happened was, was and it's actually brilliant. It has to do with the five hundred first story, the, the most elite unit of stormtroopers. Oh wait, wait! Before we get before we get on that, I do remember in the Clone Wars TV series that as they kept using the DNA, it degraded and degraded. That was their explanation: is that they couldn't keep it up forever because there was also an explanation that somebody else tried doing something similar, so they wanted to stop the clone program because then any idiot could just be like, hey. Here's a clone army. I'm going to challenge you. Which kind of... So I guess that ties into another weird plot thing. Um, where did Palpatine's army and ships come yeah, from? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe it's the massive cultist breeding program that we were <laughs> unaware of for 40 years. I mean, <laughs> the CIS used robots and, you know, Palpatine's first time used clones. So I guess... I mean, they did, like, vaguely mention in the movie that they were, like, stealing children, but I don't know how much of that can be accounted for your entire army. That That's true, but that was, techni- that was like, established in Episode 7 as the reason the First Order grew to be so large, is that they kept stealing, brainwashing, and training kids. Yeah. Honestly, if you want, uh, personally, in my opinion, if you want better modern uh, expanded universe for this iteration of Star Wars, check out The Mandalorian, but that's a different podcast and different topic. Um... About this movie, um, what were your favorite parts and your least favorite parts? Okay, uh, my favorite parts 
really I've, I've essentially already said it it was the stuff between Kylo Ren and Rey okay, well, um, and I right. liked I really liked when Palpatine started vaporizing his face <laughs> <laughs> I thought he deserved it and it was great to see his power turn back on himself again and be like yeah she's Mace windowing his face off <laughs> it's, it's like it's just um I, I, to be honest I kind of had the same feeling with Snoke like I, I was like Snoke's just a stupid wannabe Palpatine narcissist who keeps keeps trying to frighten everybody and like he couldn't even see who was actually about to kill him and he was an idiot let him die and Palpatine's an idiot too and he shot himself to death <laughs> like, I, I was happy with that it's funny because he survived two deaths but anyway um, I, I thought it would have been more interesting if instead of having to fight the Knights of Ren they were loyal to Kylo and turned on the Emperor with him, but then they, maybe they all died in the fight with the Emperor. That would have been cooler. That would have been cooler, but then we would have had to develop the Knights of Ren. Not really. Because, well, then they why could would just, they could surround him, and he's like, oh, I have to fight my own soldiers, and then they bow or something, and then they're like, this is cool, yeah, but follow him. Yeah, but why would they be loyal to him? But we don't why know would that they be loyal to the Emperor? That's, yeah, actually, no, that brings up another point. Why, why did the First Order and Emperor's forces just... Coincidentally, just get along. Yeah, that that apparently the last order was an expanded first order anyway. Yeah, but some of them should have been loyal to Kylo. For that matter, he never officially quit, so technically he could have just ordered all the ships to stop. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff. He was technically the of the fleet, and it wasn't until he he went to find Palpatine that Palpatine gave him his I don't know his boats, right? So like initially, he should have been able to just be like, "I'm back." Let's, like, at least stop my half of the fleet. Oh, shoot! Yeah. <laughs> first order, fight, fight the last order! Yeah. I think we just wrote a better movie. <laughs> I think we did! <laughs> I, I think Star Wars has gotten so big that it's so hard to fit the lore in. Which is yeah, weird, because a big lot. part of Episode Seven was resetting the lore, and it, it just grew out of hand again. Uh, I, I don't know. I, 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 I disagree that that's the problem with the film. You, think, you don't think that's the problem with the film? No, no, I, I mean, we just, we just wrote a better movie without making things convoluted and adding daggers with hidden maps and messages <laughs> in them that make people run around the halfway around the universe to waste time in the film. That <laughs> just, that just felt like a convenient plot device. <laughs> it was an, an, an unnecessary plot device. But you know, that would have been cool if you know Carlo just went back to his fleet, told his fleet to stop. Then you could actually. Put some of that character development if they wanted to do more about the Knights of Ren. Right, you would have an excuse to do that. I thought the Knight, I didn't even... Okay, so it took me a while to realize those were the Knights of Ren. Because I was just like, who the... They, <laughs> yeah. they like, they mentioned know. it once in this movie, at early on. Were they and even then in the other just, two? Supposedly. Mm, yeah, in the flashbacks in the last one, and then they, they mentioned it in the first one. Well, it's yeah. not big attention. They were barely present. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, a lot of characters are really present. I think that's the other problem, too, is you have to give Finn and Poe and everyone else something to do as well. And introduce Lando, because he was the only cast member not to be utilized. Same with C-3PO, to use him more. For I, I actually kind of liked Lando's entrance, because it was sort of like a callback to the way he was disguised in episode early on in Episode 6. Yeah, I, I, I saw that, too. It's just, <laughs> it's just, there's too much fitting into one movie. I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree. It's rough. Because, I mean, like, so much of, like, what is driving the movie is basically, like, the Force and Jedi stuff, right? Like, it's basically mm. Rey and Kylo's story. Yeah. But you have to fit in. But you have to ask. <laughs> you still have to give time to, like, 
normal people, yeah, <laughs> right? like the, the rest of us, have to like so fight hard. a war, right? Like I feel bad. Like I wanted to see more. That's when you like, watch Finn and Poe. Mm. To be honest, because like I never found Poe interesting. It was barely in episode seven. I mean, it was barely, but that's why I wanted <laughs> to see more, right? Because mm-hmm. like initially, like you thought, oh well, like Ray and Finn's friendship, like they started out together in the beginning, right? Yeah. And then Poe quickly shows up, so we're like, oh. You know, if the theme is going to be the power of friendship, like, I want to see more as, yes. like, them as friends, right? Because, yes. like, yes. basically Ray just runs off this entire movie to do Jedi stuff. And, like, multiple times when Finn tries to check in, she just pushes him away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then Poe doesn't really try. But I guess it's fine, because, like, for a dynamic, there's three of them, so Poe can be the one, like, she just needs to suck it up. And then Finn can be the one that needs to be like, no, we need to check it under. And they did it a couple like moments, but like mm-hmm. I don't think they dug into that enough. Really. Yeah, so. I agree with you on that. Especially because I don't know, Poe po is supposed to be the leader now. Right. And we've seen in the last movie that he's not the best at that position. So <laughs> <whatever>. <laughs> at least he yeah. knows it. <laughs> yeah, it would have been nice to have be able to actually see more of that that development of him that he has had to like. You know, I think something. I'm noticing a pattern here. It's a lot of, hey, it's cool that they introduced this. It would have been nice if they had more time to develop yeah, it. Because there's a lot of stuff that was introduced at some point within these first two movies. Or whatever, six, seven. Because it's technically, oh, not six, seven, seven, eight. That we just barely touched on but wrapped up in this one. Because we had to, right? We had no choice. Would have been nice to, I don't know, get rid of a couple of unnecessary subplots and make room. That dagger didn't need to exist. <laughs> you really hate the dagger thing. It was so forced and unnecessary. Oh, no, I, the it thing is, is I agree so... with you. I just It just seemed like a convenient way to move there was, a plot. I think, I think the thing is there was more forced and necessary stuff in this film, and I can't remember most of it because the dagger was the most prominent one. And it, yeah, it's, it's it just moved the plot. That's how I. It was just the plot. And they didn't device. need the. It's true. They didn't need the dagger. They didn't need the Death Star. Although I guess I would also have a hard time coming up with a dual a, a scene for her to dual Ren so that he he can come to some re- revelation. Yeah. Which was also kind of sped through, but um. I mean, I mean, I kind of see like what you know how the dagger is not. I mean, it's a plot device, obviously. Because, like, Kylo's tracking her through their weird, like... Forced chair Yeah, like, telepathy, yeah, thing anyway. So, like, you know, if Rey wanted to find info, maybe she could have tried to turn that. Oh, that would have been interesting. If they start playing mind games with each other. Yeah, playing mind games with each other. I agree with you on that. Here's something that I never thought I'd say. Uh, (laughs) I felt like George Lucas did a really good political drama in the prequel trilogies as compared to the end of this trilogy like i felt like the politics were a lot more developed in that in the prequels than here here it just seemed like bad good good bad rebels gone rebel rebuilt empire gone here's a new one i did anyone else feel kind of frustrated with how the politics worked at all in these movies? I, I by the end of this, I'm just like I, I just was, threw it out the window yeah, and, and I just threw it out the window. Yeah. yeah, huh? I just threw it out the window too. Like there was no really politics for me. It was just like giant empire, bad people. They're all like shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, John, any thoughts on that one? <laughs> I never paid too much attention to the politics. That's not my area. But I can oh, excuse me. I can totally get behind what you're saying. That everything. It's, it's another area where we were forcing our way through things quickly, 
and like it's kind of like what you said about you know they need to have a big bad and they need well that's another thing i had i kind of had a problem with episode seven is is they were rehashing things and i gave that a pass but they also kept trying to make it bigger like why have a death star when you can hollow out an entire planet and use it as a death star that blows away multiple planets at the I, same time i agree with you because this one really pissed me off i even looked like, at you i was like oh so now they made an army of death stars that's great that's <laughs> that that are much easier to use <laughs> so mad so, yeah no I, I was actually angry about that i was angry about that and i just suppressed it yeah <laughs> it's like oh they all have yeah. eclipse cannons now <laughs> I, I guess it's because it's a series and you just have to make it bigger they don't they didn't have to it was good enough before they did that and and to bring it back to the people who are going to listen to these episodes watch the mandalorian because i think they do a really good job of scaling it back compared to this and yes people will say mandalorian's filled with nothing but callbacks that's fine because it's it's con- it's compact enough where it's comfortable and actually, enjoyable. actually, I was in the movie thinking about how they could make that better, and what? it was like Chubbish. they, you know, I, I kind of hate to say it, but they could have just made another Death Star and had the fleet of Star Destroyers protecting this Death Star. But we did that before. Yeah, it's true. Palpatine right, doesn't so have a lot of ideas, does he? <laughs> yeah, it, when you think about it, he yeah, he's just rehashing the same thing. Uh, I will say that this per- annoyed me as a again a, a expanded universe fan. Um, Palpatine's force lightning taking down all those ships at once. Yeah, that was yeah, I is did not like that. I didn't either, but I really wanted Luke to do that in episode <laughs> nine Luke, or eight. I am so much more powerful now. And I wanted Luke to do that, and I'm kind of annoyed they gave it to Palpatine. You know, we know that he can do. Th- I don't know. I'm just picking, <laughs> nitpicking. No, I thought that the, his force lightning was too powerful. Luke's or uh, Palpatine's? Palpatine's. Oh yeah, hands down. What did Luke ever use force lightning in the books? Oh, he actually is able to use it to take down star destroyers, and I'm like, that would have been really cool, but they didn't do that. Instead, they let Palpatine do it, and now I'm just angry. Well, somebody was reading a lot of books and consolidating all those ideas from them into this film. <laughs> That's very true. And uh, the Star Killer base is supposed to be like the Sun Killer or something. They had a concept for that in the the books as well. As well as the Knights of the Sun Crusher? Sun Crusher. What, is it Sun Crusher? What is that thing oh, called? Oh, God. That's, the Ultimate Death Star that's thing. That's when I I got... I, I realized... When, when I was like a real little kid, I just kind of accepted all this stuff. But as I grew up, I started to realize all the problems were... The Sun Crusher is beyond ridiculous. Because A, it's covered in this quantum armor, which technically makes it invincible. And B, it's supernova stars... It can fly into a star and set the star off and destroy an entire solar system, and it can fly through the star while it's exploding the entire time that it's happening. It takes zero damage. Yeah. <laughs> the books had a problem with kind of escalating things, yeah. too. <laughs> and again, at the end of the day, Star Wars isn't about science, it's about magic. And all this stuff was just too powerful, and I, I get fed up with it. Uh, so, huge digression. Ethan, what Sorry. were your favorite? No, no, no. But that that's great for the podcast. People like listening to that stuff. Ethan, what were your favorite and least favorite parts? And then uh, we'll just go into final thoughts after that. Uh, I liked, I mean, for me, the movie has just been about more Jedi stuff. So I liked, I mm. liked Ray's development. And I also liked, I enjoyed Kylo's development too. Um, like for me, like they are the movie. I mean, it's a little sad that they are the movie, but because I would like to see development from some of the other characters but you know the fact that they are the movie is fine with me also well aren't poe and finn getting a spin-off tv series or something are they i thought i heard something like that at this point disney's just <laughs> <reinventing> everything <laughs> making everything now they can go be like 
I don't know, redemptive smuggler anti-stormtrooper people ferreting out Last Order whole um, hideaways or something. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's funny as they can do that. And, and it's weird because... Uh, they Dis- have a romance. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. It's weird because, like, I cringe when I think of Disney doing that with the movies, but I'm really happy that they're doing it for um, Avengers and that world, the Marvel Universe. Because I would love to see the in-betweens of the movies. Uh, adventures of the movies. Um, final thoughts uh, on, on this, the end of an era on the Star Wars... I can't even say trilogy. What is it? Like nine movies? Yeah. The analogy? The analogy, <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm a little sad to see it go because I do just like lightsabers. <laughs> <laughs> like Jedi lore for me, like, is a lot. I mean, that's really all I really cared about in Star Wars was just Jedi stuff. Um, yeah. Um... To be honest, I had hit this point where I was just about ready to just, you know, just give up on Star Wars. You know, dabble in it here and there and stop treating it like this monolith. Mm-hmm. I, already, I already stopped treating it like this monolith. Um, I thought this was a fitting enough end, despite all of the hyperbole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm ready to let it go. I thought it was I thought it was alright. There are definitely... I, I definitely made clear that there were parts of this movie I thought were much better than other parts. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> Or at least parts I liked a lot more than other parts. I kind of liked Episode Eight the best out of this last trilogy, despite despite its obvious flaws. Um, but I mean, Palpatine in this film was less a character than a symbol, and killing him off this way and just ends it's like symbolic of the end of this whole series, and that is fine by me. So, if you really like Star Wars, give it a shot. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you guys in the sense that... Uh, I don't know, th- this trilogy was not uh, what I thought it would be. Um, I, I was really hopeful in Episode 7 because it just seemed like there was room for so much yeah. development. Um, yeah. And, it, yes, I'll agree that it's a lot of nostalgia bait and just you know, uh, reminiscing about and rehashing of old things, but, like, I just wanted to see what direction they would take it, and by the end of 8 and 9, I'm like, I'm, I kind of regret that now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that said, this movie, it's weird, uh, it, it's, it doesn't really bring much to the table for me, it's just the end of, of things that you've seen Mm -hmm. before a bunch of times. Um, I really don't think they went in any sort of original direction. I, I enjoyed it, the way that I enjoy, like, a Fast and the Furious movie. To me, Star Wars has become equivalent to the Fast and the Furious <laughs> franchise, and that that's the shame, because I, I lived and breathed Star Wars for a very long time, but... Um, we, we, were, we were all in love with it yeah. at some point. I, I, I hate saying this, but I think I might like the prequel trilogies more than these last three, just given how the story played out. Um, the, pre- the prequel trilogies have their own faults, but at least... You can see that there was a direction, and for this movie, it seemed almost directionless, um, which is a shame. And I know a lot of people are blaming Kathleen Kennedy for it. Kind of, there was kind of a direction building up in like eight, and then nine didn't quite follow it. I think (laughs) I disagree. Well, you and I have different opinions on eight. That's why, because I feel like some people will say that eight is what kind of ended a lot of the traditional storylines, and nine had nowhere to go. Oh, Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. 
Well, that's what made it interesting. It made it interesting is that it broke the monomythic structure, which... The episode 9 is the new episode 6. <laughs> <laughs> came back from the dead to be the final boss again. And, I don't know, Ewoks were in it. <laughs> it's very, very silly. I don't know. Um, no, it's true. It was overblown and silly. But there were there was I still think there was I I will say that the yeah the redemption the the redemptive thing about this is definitely uh, Ray and and, uh, and Ben Ben thank you yeah um and, and as weird as it sounds I don't blame the cast whatsoever I actually was completely satisfied with every single cast member's performances I just think it yeah, was no, the the acting was pretty good for throughout yeah I, I want to say actually throughout the entire trilogy I thought the acting was pretty good there was never a Jar Jar. Yeah, yeah. That's, okay. that's, that's a big win. I think. Yeah, or as, as the red letter media guys would say, cartoon rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> so, although I kind of wish Dark Jar Jar was a thing. <laughs> that would have been the perfect ending. Let's be yeah, honest. Dark Jar Jar. It's like, hey, Miss Hopeful in the strings. Uh. <laughs> I'll say again, when you showed me that video, I was poking holes in it the entire time, but I still wanted it to be true. A lot of us did. It was <laughs> great because you know Yoda is. Was the most powerful force yielder, and you didn't expect that coming. Jar Jar would have been the perfect equivalent to that for the Sith. But anyway, uh, on that note, I hope everyone enjoyed Star Wars and enjoyed it. Enjoys plural? I don't. I'm confusing myself. Um, and yeah, we'll talk about uh, the Mandalorian and compare that uh, with this next. Um, hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, this is Christian. You can follow me on xn underscore angelus on Instagram and Twitter and uh, xnangelus.com whenever that comes up um and uh on the work print obviously uh john ethan is there anywhere they can follow you or you would like to say bye in any way uh i just want to say thanks for having me on again twice i don't think i probably thanked you last time thanks so thanks oh that was what was great man i think i might have told you about how excellent it was if you guys want to take a look at tv talk evangelion yeah i talk a lot about freud and his influence on evangelion and i digress a lot <laughs> it, but it, it was great and like i think close to a thousand people uh, listened so if you want to be one of those Extra listeners, please tune into that one. And comment, like, whatever, do all the things here. It, hate us if you want to. Say something. <laughs> totally okay with that as well. Ethan. Uh, yeah, just thanks for having me on. Like, I've never done any of these before, so it's been cool. <laughs> cool. Alright. On that note, thanks everyone, and uh, have a wonderful Force-filled holiday. Happy New Year. <laughs> and remember, the Force is with you. Always. Always. <laughs>